Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee, Canadian news while you have your morning coffee. This is Saturday, August 10th, 2019. My name is Joel Arndt. This morning's article is coming from the Vancouver Sun. Tiny homes making big waves in expensive housing markets. In step with this, I guess I should start at the beginning. There's nothing small about the tiny home craze, from people looking to retire and downsize to those exploring creative ways to enter the housing market in expensive cities, like Vancouver, to those wanting to go off the grid. The demand is growing at a steady rate. In step with this demand is the number of tiny home producers on the market, from flat pack self-assembly cabins to repurposed shipping containers to small homes on wheels. There is now something out there to suit every site and budget. Delta's Mint Tiny Homes makes homes that range in length from 22 to 44 feet, all on wheels, for easy transportation and are RV certified. They range in price from around 75,000 to 100,000 and their certification makes things easier for an insurance and mortgage application perspective. And it assures customers their homes are well-built, says company spokesman Connor McBride. Their most popular tiny home over the past few months is their Canada Goose model, says McBride, which is their largest offering, ranging in length from 38 to 44 feet. These are popular with families, those who want that extra space and extra storage, also with those who want to stand up, who want the stand-up bedroom, quite literally, a bedroom you can stand up in, and for those who don't want to go really tiny, he says. Because mint tiny homes are on wheels, they don't require foundations or any hookups, says McBride. They can be used the moment they're driven onto a property. Our walls are insulated to R21. We use a closed cell spray foam, and they're very highly insulated, much higher than a regular RV. As for the heating and cooling and things like that, we have lots of options from air conditioning to heating. You can heat with propane, or you can heat with electric, he says. When it comes to the finishes they use, McBride says they're designed to look like a home, not an RV, and this really translates in their resale value. The demand for tiny homes, he says, is growing, from tiny homes in backyards to people buying an acreage and putting a tiny home on it. If if you look at the U.S. and California, there's a new city every month opening up its bylaws for tiny homes, even Oregon and Texas. More and more cities are becoming tiny home friendly, he says. Speed of construction and homes that are guaranteed to be good quality in terms of engineering, construction, and insulation is all part of the appeal of modular, factory-built tiny homes, says Daniel Engelman, president of Edmonton's Hanmobo, Hanomobo, which makes prefab shipping container homes. Construction time is 10 weeks start to finish in the factory so the construction time frame is substantially reduced, he says. 
Honomobo homes are 99% completed in the factory, wrapped in plastic and transported by truck, and sometimes barge, to their resting site, says Engelman. From the time it arrives on site and is craned onto the foundation, it generally can be up and running within a week, he says. From a sustainability perspective, it's hard to beat shipping container homes, says Engelman. In Edmonton, I know we're tearing down homes that are 100 years old and rebuilding because they're falling apart. That won't be the case with the steel frame container build. They should last hundreds of years, he says. Hanomobo homes range from 350 to 1,600 square feet, sell across Canada and the U.S., and Engelman says revenues have doubled every year over the past three years, with the same projected this year and next. Like most small homes, a foundation is required for Hanomobo homes. We offer we often partner with local contractors and we'll get the client to work directly with that local contractor on the foundation work and services, water, sewage, and electrical, says Engelman. New to the small homes market are the kit of parts prefabricated modular cabins by architect Michael Leckie of Leckie Studio and Wilson Edgar, co-founders of the Backcountry Hut Company. Made from Douglas firs and recycled metal cladding, the cabins are manufactured in Courtney, BC, cost around $150 per square foot and were released into the Canadian market in January this year. This type of small home works well for those who want to be involved in the building process, appreciate good design, and care about the environment, say the pair. All parts of the hut and shell system are 100% recyclable, says Edgar. So tiny homes is something that I've, I've always been interested in. Um, I mean, they're a novelty, right? Um, they also are attractive as an affordable housing option. But the interesting thing is that cities are starting to recognize this. So I'm not sure. It, it depends on like what classifies as like a tiny house, what classifies as an RV, and then what the city's bylaws are surrounding like what you're allowed to live in on any given property, because I know um, Hamilton has restrictions like about trailers on properties and stuff like that. So most tiny homes ha are on wheels and so there'd be restrictions about um, because they're on wheels they could be classified as a trailer and so you'd have to pay attention to those restrictions but um, just recently Toronto and Hamilton legalized l well Toronto legalized laneway housing and Hamilton's doing a pilot project I believe which you're essentially talking about tiny homes on the back of like old lots that have alley ac alleyway access. Um, so in the middle of the city, I'm pretty sure most of you are aware, but for those of you who aren't like in the middle of the city, a lot of homes are so built, were built so tightly together. Some of them don't even have front um, driveways up front. They actually have, there's laneways that kind of cut in behind 
the neighborhood between two streets and houses will have um, garage or parking uh, driveways on off this laneway well Toronto saying okay build up in the laneways um, and Hamilton saying well let's test it out and uh, building residential units turning some of those garages or just building fresh residential units on in uh, basically building a second small house on a property that already has a you know, 100-year-old house on it or something. And I, that's really exciting. I think that's something that is, first of all, cool. Second of all, um, increases density without... It mindfully increases density, I think. It's a, it's a good way to mindfully increase den density. Um, and you still get a measure of privacy, so you're not just getting an apartment. It's something that... Now, in Toronto... <laughs> Um, you're getting a lot of like luxury laneway housing, these tiny homes that are uh, a million and a half <laughs> and 300, uh, sorry, 3,000 square feet. So they're not really tiny homes, but they're laneway houses and um, they've been built up. It's still, you know, pretty well infill development. They're built up on what used to be like car garages in the back of houses, but if it's done, again, if it's done mindfully, I think this, though, that form of tiny houses is really smart. Then you think of all, like, the empty lot. I just, man, thinking about driving through Hamilton. Uh, there's one property, actually, on Barton Street in particular. I could see where tiny houses would be such a, such a good idea. And I, um, a couple months ago, I read an article about how, oh, no, who... Is it Portland or Seattle? A church it built several small, small units, like tiny, tiny houses, like I think not more than 150 square feet uh, on their lot. The church owned a big lot or they bought a big lot or something like that. And they bought or they built, I think, six or 12 units these small tiny homes units and they're using it for um as a homeless shelter uh, and and they they built a homeless program they, they built a program around providing housing in these units and it's been a it's been it's seen some pushback but it's it's been pretty well received by the cities too because the cities are always kind of leery, you know, you, you put something on wheels and then you try to attach it to city. First of all, how do you tax that? How do you charge for that? Um, and um, and second of all, like, then you're making neighborhoods into trailer parks. And I can just see how that would be a very bad situation. But with these tiny homes, if you look up the backcountry cabin, or wait, what was that company's name? Backcountry Hut Company. I looked up their website. My goodness, you want to talk about luxury homes. That's why they're $150 a square foot. Like, this stuff looks sweet. And honestly, 1,600 square foot is not a tiny house. Um, I would consider anything under 500 square feet a tiny house. I would still consider 500 square feet tiny, but um, the technical classification of a tiny house is anything under 500. Yeah. I believe it's anything under 500 square feet and on wheels, but anyway, so empty lots across the city, you know, like 
build I'm, I'm a huge fan of building up I I'm all for building up I can see in some communities where there'd be resistance to that let's put in a tiny home neighborhood <laughs> a tiny home block how cool would that be you know and it's got a much different aesthetic to it um, There's just so many creative things you can do with tiny houses. In Hamilton, there's a couple spots. One particular where they're um, they're putting up. It looks like a fourplex. It might just be like a duplex or a semi, semi-detached houses, but they're built from uh, shipping containers. Now, construction has stalled for a while with the, with that place, so I don't. I'm not sure exactly what's happening, but that's a, it, like the concept they have laid out with the shipping containers already is really really neat and i i, I seriously hope it gets finished because that's just fun like the recycled shipping containers like that is just smart uh, toronto just did it's not housing but um it's a creative design i guess um there's a market like a farmer's market that is all shipping containers and uh, built on, a, on an empty city lot and it's going to be there for two years until they because there's actually plans for that city lot but it's just going to sit empty for a while so they could literally pull this market apart once once it's done and just repurpose those shipping containers which is just so smart so that kind of creativity is extremely exciting and it makes sense in expensive markets that this is where you would go to tiny houses to laneway houses to um modular houses to prefabricated you know small houses to uh, shipping container houses so i'd love to know what you think about it um if you've bought a tiny house maybe for your cottage or um if you know anybody who has a tiny house or has built a tiny house that's kind of a thing to build your own tiny house um what do you think of the idea of using tiny houses as a solution to a you know, affordable housing, or for, to finding affordable housing. Have you seen anything unique um, in your area? You can email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. So that's J-O-E-L-A-R-N-D-T dot C-A, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. Uh, and then, or just comment um, in your podcast app if it lets you, or... If you found this on Facebook or on LinkedIn, comment under the post and let me know what you think about tiny houses in your city, tiny houses in general as a, an option for affordable housing. Have a good day, folks.